0: The World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia, from boosted same-game parties to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com Slash Welcome, everybody, to the World Cup Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. The biting cold is here, it's been snowy and frosty, and it's taken its toll on a man of my age. Um, today is Sunday the oh, 11th maybe, yeah, Sunday the 11th, I'm happy with that, um, of December and we are here to have a look at the first semi-final of Qatar 2022, uh, Tuesday the 13th of December, as well as that we'll recap the four quarter-finals over the weekend, and so all of that is our regular co-host, uh, Mr Barry Pernaluna. Baz, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. How are you? I've just told you, Baz, I'm not a well man. Uh, I've foregone the robe this week after Robegate, we'll call it, after you outed me in really quite spectacular fashion um, with some sort of Twitter poll this week. So there's a lot of robe-based shenanigans. I think a lot of people quite enjoyed the robe. So 20 minutes ago, I've had my Sunday night bath, Baz, just like last week. Um, I'm still a little bit loaded, so I went even more berserk with the Tiger bomb this week. You know... Like when you see one of the blokes going to swim the channel and he's like got a layer of goose fat on him all hour. <laughs> so that, I, I tiger bomb myself up to that extent. Like I had a small team of helpers, like lashing the tiger bomb on us inches thick all over the place. And then he to shift this. And then I've got out, but I have just put my hood, I've got my pajamas on, but I've got my hoodie on after. So I didn't want to distress anyone.
1: I mean, uh, the majority the of our, our, um, our Twitter followers were were quite happy with the robe. Well, yeah, I think they're lazy middle-aged men, that's why. I think we had, uh, I'm just looking at the results of that poll. I mean, 24% of our... 24% thought it was it was quite classy. And 52 and <laughs> yeah. percent went with comfortable. So, you know, comfortable is fine. The
0: third option of arrogant was a ridiculous option as well, by the way. Can we just point that out? There was well, definitely not one of the. So that was Moonaf's fault. That
1: was Moonaf, um, but he, he did get four additional people to vote in that direction. There might have been Moonaf family. I don't know.
0: Yeah, true story. Um, I've just lost my stream there, but hang on. There we go. So sausage fingers. I keep getting them. Um, it's Sunday night, so we've got NFL bets on. We've got NFL uh, playoffs, or oh, not playoffs? I reached the last week. The fantasy NFL. Um, so, I've been keeping an eye on that. No real sweats, actually, Bars. I think I've uh, made the playoffs in two our home league and our keeper league. But I am very much in wooden spoon territory in the SGP and D-Gens league, uh, even though I smashed up Captain Insano uh, last week. Wooden spoon in that. But no real sweats on um, the NFL Fantasy League. I'm glad you All the notes I made for a little bit of chat tonight lead me to directing you to where. Uh, to another one of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network shows. So the Fantasy Football Podcast is top class. Um, another one that you want to join is the uh, the Fantasy Hockey, uh, or the, the SGP and the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Uh, you've been to see a bit of ice hockey tonight, Buzz. That's a little bit uh, American of you. What's going on there?
1: I have been to the ice hockey tonight. So uh, in the absence of any football, uh, it was nice to have a bit of a sporting uh, fix by, by going to the local ice hockey team, the Nottingham Panthers. Um, So the girls team um, One of the parents of our girls team uh, Sponsors the Panthers And was able to get her hands on a a load of tickets So a lot of the girls from the football team Went down with uh, with a lot of the parents And and we had a good night Um, From a gambling perspective Took the right right result Um, No absolutely nothing So looked at some of the recent scores Looked for an over or under over under six and a half goals. 2 0 after the first period, 4 0 after the second period, 4 2. Yeah. With about five minutes to go, and you're thinking, whew, chance here. And time ticked on, and it ticked on, and he got to a minute left, still not. And then the other team pulled the goalkeeper out. No, so, no, did you win on an empty net? So there goes 6-5, <laughs> 10 seconds on the clock, scoops it the full length of the ice, plumb in the middle of the empty net, seven goals, perfect.
0: Absolutely disgraceful, well, honestly, can't, I don't know how you sleep at night. like
1: So it went from a 4-2 win to a 5-2 win. Most people in the crowd were, were you know cheer and slightly Not brother, it? Yeah.
0: Me, I was just yes was it more, more or less exciting than the double corner excitement <laughs> no, more, more
1: exciting. honestly more exciting than go oh. 10, 10 seconds that's the most exciting yeah.
0: I've ever seen you so that must have been incredible yeah,
1: uh, you, had, you had a long way to go like with these empty net pretty, uh, I nailed it <laughs> gotta love that
0: oh man sorry every time you make me laugh which thankfully isn't that often. I keep coughing me guts up, uh, so I've got a got a little ginger and lime and honey on the go here, Baz. I refrain from putting a drop of whiskey in. I've made myself a little uh, a little hot toddy. Um, something else we need to talk about a little bit similar, carried on from the bath conversation, Baz. We talked about the moisturising situation last week. Twice this weekend, and this affected you as well as me. Um. I did a little guest spot on a show on Saturday night on MGM. Then uh, overnight, we asked Noah to clip a segment of this show last uh, from one night last week. We're going to come to it in a minute, but we asked Noah if he could clip it and post it on Twitter, which he did. But in both instances, um, in the moonlighting show I was doing, it was a quad box, three presenters, me, no problem. But when I started talking, saying anything, thing, they then zoomed in on me, just me. And then when Noah clipped that thing today, Baz, if you noticed, um, that went straight into our great big face. So if we're going to get close-ups of the big face situation, I wasn't very forgiving, Baz. From here, I'm about two and a half (laughs) foot away from the camera, no problem. Multitude of sins hidden. The big face situation on those two things, very much brought the face like you dropped lasagna into play, Baz. And uh, ah, the
1: you zoom, might have to rethink what the zoom the zoomed in video did, did us no favors. Either nah, us. I mean, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, your bit, the majority of your feet, I mean, it was just about all your head was on there, but it was like it was like a yeah. giant, freaking Sunday dinner plate head coming right at you, like <laughs> so. Yeah, unforgiving about that, and um. I have also noted um, wings, Baz You did some wings. What's going on there? Oh, I did do some. Uh, it was about
1: minus three. Was it yesterday? You were doing the wings. Yeah, that was uh, for the football. So we did. I, I did put out on the Twitter a picture of my barbecue, which was absolutely thick of frost, minus three yeah. outside. But we did fire it up because if you're going to have wings, they've got to be done on the barbecue. Um, so I had done done a couple of kilos of wings for the family for during the football. All went well.
0: So or flavour, yeah. or did you mix it up?
1: well just salt and pepper for the, for the kids and uh buffalo wings for me bit of bit of spice in there so uh, a bit of frank's red hot sauce buffalo
0: beautiful i've been uh, home alone this weekend i've been not home alone the iT department was on a Hindu even me to look after the children uh, so we had Greg's for lunch, McDonald's for tea. <laughs> hey, well done, mate. Winning. Good effort. <laughs>
1: funnily uh, enough, welcome. Yeah. Funnily enough. Obviously, me and uh, Helen had both had a bit of a drink last night with a football on and stuff like that. Had a bit of a late night. So this morning was a Greg for breakfast at about oh, nice. And then tonight, on the way to the ice hockey, Chloe wanted McDonald's. So... Today's menu has also been Greg's and last. So we've got the Greg's McDonald's. It's a classic yeah. combo, but did you come get look. your Greg's delivered or did you go and get it? No, I didn't go and get it. Helen went round with a little one this morning and come back oh, for yeah. breakfast while I was still in bed. So that was good. Yeah, good. I tell you, I love my Greg's app. I'm, I'm a little bit too I'm obsessed with the Greg's app, keeping count of stuff. Oh, funny enough, Malcolm, I hit the absolute jackpot on the Greg's app. the other what? day. I had the full house. I literally had. You had the lot I had the sandwich, the snack, <laughs> the pastry, the drink—literally all five. You could have all oh, on the same day. Is that oh, that's the oh, perfect five. Greg storm, isn't it? Well, I think I had two of them sitting there as freebies because I don't buy the sweet stuff or the yeah. hot drink, but I must have got them given as as freebies, uh, and then I must have bought a meal that had the others, and uh, suddenly I had uh, the full five full meal there.
0: Free you oh, five two. You're a five two threat, boss. I got a cup of coffee last week, and the woman said it was free and happy birthday. When my birthday <laughs> was about thirteen weeks ago, but obviously they must give you a birthday free brew, yeah, and I haven't claimed it back. So yeah, I got a thirteen week too late happy birthday coffee off Gregs. Um, oh, I'm going to have to try and sync the um, the Gregs app. I'm going to have to go and buy the things I need to get everything on the nine and then get the 10th as like some sort of King Rollo-style feast. Um, oh, that's exciting, um,
1: that. Uh, I, did, I did screenshot my Greg's app the other day because it was such a momentous occasion. I'm going to tweet that yeah,
0: out. Yeah, oh, me. That, yeah, yeah. I'm pleased you put me on that That's going to give me a little hobby pass. You know I like to have a little uh, little project <laughs> in the often. Uh, sinking and going for the the King Rollo feast on the Greg's app is my new hobby. Um We talk some World Cup in a second or two, once I've told you about our headline sponsor um, on the World Cup Gambling Podcast, which is the win. Win bet live in um, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Uh, Same game parlays, get your high vis on, hard hat construction zone, build your own bet. Um, at Winbet, if you're ready to play, sign up to receive the special offer, bet $100 to win $100. Those to choose from, head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Okay, four quarter finals. What a great weekend of football, regardless of if you had some winners and losers, because I certainly had some of both. Um, But what an exceptional uh, four games of football for lots of different reasons. Um, We start at the start. Um, Brazil won, Croatia won. Uh, Brazil go out, Croatia win on penalties. Um, nil nil after 90 minutes Brazil score through Neymar Croatia equalise with the last kick of the game their only shot on target and it took a huge deflection uh, around about 50-50 with my bets I was probably juiced out a bit um, both teams to score no was a bit obvious that was in 90 minutes at so minus 140 took the under 2.5 at even money but I uh, had Brazil went to win the nil and Brazil on the handicap both missed so juiced out a little bit on there Um yeah, Brazil struggled to break Croatia down, which most teams do. Got in front in extra time, really should have put it to bed, and then say Croatia score that goal. Um, knocked my Brazil outright out of the tournament, my 4-1 um, to punt on Brazil outright. Also knocked our South America as the winning continent. at um, evens, took a, a hit, not a disastrous hit, because Argentina survived. Uh, well, that took a little bit. I was absolutely chained in DFS, buzz. I had a couple of decent DFS players this week. The first one was this Croatia game because Leverkovic, uh, more on him later. He had nine, I want to say saves, but I'm going to say goal preventions because that was the uh, thing that kept coming up on the scoreboard in Qatar uh, was the amount of goal preventions that Leverkovic had had. And then Alisson in there. So I had the winning goalie um, with a clean sheet and then the other goalie of no one had played making nine saves a time and a half Absolutely. I was quids in. I was uh, like Scrooge McDuck diving into that pond full of coins uh, until the equaliser. Um, so, yeah, I'm about Croatia going into extra time again. My eight of their last nine knockout games, Baz, have gone into extra time. Um, Brazil have not beaten a European team in a knockout game since 2002. Um, which is pretty incredible. I don't know if there's a possible inferiority complex a little bit after... Certainly after Germany humped them 7-1 um, in Brazil. Um, it's taken a long time um, for them to come over. And then the other thing I was going to ask you about, Baz, is Neymar not taking the penalty? Like, it's a little bit oh. weird to see your centre-half stepping up right. to
1: take penalty number four. And Neymar yeah. stood on the halfway line. Like, what we doing here? So It um, drives me mad, that. Uh, I mean... Can you remember the African Nations? The exact same thing happened in the final. You had Egypt and Senegal, and Salah never took a penalty in a penalty shootout. I think yeah. it was the final anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure the African Nations Cup was decided on pens. Mane steps up number one for Senegal. Salah never got to take a penalty, and and, and I'm I'm sure it's happened twice with Egypt. I'm sure I've seen it before in, on a couple of occasions where Salah doesn't get get up because he's he's number five and. Obviously, obviously, the what the you know they want him to be there for the important deciding penalty, but you've got to get there, haven't you? Like you're best off just scoring them early penalties, getting the confidence. I mean, it does he, he could have missed it? You just you don't know, but it just seems mad. I don't don't. It just seems stupid. Yeah, who's your best penalty taker in in order and send them up in that order? Like your most important penalty is not your fifth one, is it? It's your first, no. your first penalty is your most important. Set your stall out, off you go put the pressure on everybody else uh, and the rest of the game bars, bets
0: wise uh, anything yeah, me, tactics, I mean, what did you make of Brazil Croatia out
1: like that I mean I, obviously bets wise mainly not very good um, I thought Brazil would find a way of breaking them down and back Brazil goals the only thing that did come off for me was um, I, I tipped up Thiago Silva on the passing market oh yes um, you did so I think it was over seventy six. Can't remember off the top of my head what it was. Now it was comfortable. I'm fairly certain. I'm just bringing up the uh, player stats from that game. Oh, a few more. Was it not ninety odd? I'm sure it was. Yeah, it was ninety three passes in the end. Out of well ninety nine attempts, ninety three completed. So that absolutely cruised in, which uh, softened the blow of everything else a little bit. Um, and I'm starting to take a bit of interest in those passing markets. There's some yeah. uh, decent ones around if you can sort of show them I found a good app that's got all the historical sort of stats on it so you can nice. back and buy a game and, and see sort of how, how players are doing. Um, so, yeah, Tiago Silva got me out of the shit a little bit, but um, otherwise, yeah. it. I mean, Croatia played that perfect game, didn't I? As you say, they never, ever looked like scoring. One shot on target all game, but... That was the game, um, and they just absolutely dominated that midfield, didn't they? Modric, Brozovic, Kovačić, just just absolutely controlled all of that that area, um, and and really caused a lot of trouble for Brazil. As I say, Brazil created enough chances to win it, it you know, it didn't come off, but they, they could easily have nicked it in extra time and what have you. But um, yeah, solid display from Croatia, nothing but. Uh, but praise for that. the the performance. Really, was exactly how they wanted to win it, and, and and their best chance of winning it was to just grind it out. I mean, once Brazil go one I up, you think that's it, don't you? Because Croatia just never looked like scoring. It, took, it was a massive yeah, play, so. yeah. Um, but fair play to them. Um, you know, they deserve to be there.
0: Yeah, they've done it a lot, and a little bit like Morocco that we've come to in a little while. You have to execute if you've got if that's a game plan. It doesn't leave you much room for error. Um, but yeah, they did it. Those, those passing props, bars. we uh, we try and um, get stuck so into them a little bit in the in the next few games. It's kind of a game script thing, isn't it? Now, if we I don't know how many of our listeners are NFL either betters or fantasy players, but we talk a lot about game script in NFL and whether we... we Just before we started talking, uh, we came on air tonight, Baz, you we were talking about Christian McCaffrey and um, receiving yards tonight. You're saying that the quarterback's not very good and not going to be very exciting but that means he's not going to throw the ball downfield, he's going to drop it off to his running back McCaffrey so that's the kind of, it's a kind of a game scripting, if you're going to have possession of the ball if you're playing a team who are going to let you have it, that's when your, your full backs and your centre backs just rack the passes up, um, so yeah and, and obviously the books are going to be aware of that but okay. I don't think they're huge markets either, I think you're likely to see a Rick in the pricing up of those markets more than you will do in a more conventional think- market, certainly for a for A UK or a European audience because we just don't feel the that thing much. is you
1: can, you can find quite a bit of variance as well uh, between the books, uh, in terms of where the lines are. So it's always worth sort of looking around to see one that's you know leaving it a little bit short, maybe. Yeah, I agree. Um, Friday nights, Netherlands 2, Argentina 2. After 90
0: minutes, no goals in extra time, Argentina win on penalties, uh, bets wise. This was a weird one for me because tipped up over two and a half um, at plus 137. That hit both teams to score, plus 100 hit. Um, I was robbed on Argentina and both teams to score, which was plus 450, um, 72. Uh, my luck was Argentina in 90 minutes. So ordinarily, I've got to die. I was robbed. Um because, pretty much, I think we handicapped it to absolute death. Um, got 2-0 in front. However, I did get paid out because our local appears pays, uh, pays out if your team goes 2-0 up. So, as much as I gave it out as a lock and it didn't cash, I did cash. So, I don't quite know how to feel about that. There's not much I can do about it. The money was back in my uh, balance to punt later on. So... Um, but, yeah, this was a really weird game because, like I say, I do feel like, Baz, we got it um, very, very correct. And my, my starting point was Argentina 3-1. And I reversed everything back up. But then at two, when they went 2-1, you said you missed me. because we both taken Argentina to score over two and a half goals at 5-1. Um, and it looked really good. We looked like we were going to hit absolutely everything. Um, so, yeah, I think Argentina deserved it on the balance. Um, the Dutch going... Uh, Full on Wimbledon. Um, made me laugh. Just hoofing the ball forward, Cambridge United style. Uh, getting old, Vout Reghorst and Luke De Young, six foot two and six foot six between them. Uh, total football. The total hoof ball. Just smashed it forward. Um, there was some good shenanigans. They were all sort of kicking shit out of each other for a bit, and there was some good. Um, proper dark arts from the Argies um, even when they won the penalty shootout I think the, the Dutch had been chirping on a little bit so I've got no problem with the Argentinians giving them a bit back and then the other thing I think of note was that free kick was absolutely wild like talking oh, about yeah. like, that was the most the, the nearest thing you would get a call in a play like again back to NFL it's yeah. NFL Sunday know, we're talking about it a lot tonight but that's Um, England had one last night where Rashford 999 times out of a thousand someone has a shot and then if that had gone wrong everyone why didn't you have a shot you'd have just been going berserk wouldn't you and they play that little free uh, kick into the feet of the man at the wall who spins and slots it 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 was absolutely brilliant
1: like as much as it broke my bets broke my heart and all that uh, I thought it was
0: absolutely great like
1: yeah, I mean, as you say, we talked about this with penalties the other day. Everyone raves about a little penalty if it goes in. And if it doesn't, it looks absolutely shit. And it was very, I'd said exactly the same when he took that free kick. Amazing free kick. But if that goes wrong, everyone's saying, what are you doing? 10th minute of injury time and you're not having a shot on goal. But yeah, beautiful the way it worked out. I mean, I would say what you failed to mention there, my lock of the game, although um, well, I did take the OG's two and a half, um, was Argentina over 1.5 at 13-8 which was, turned out to be a good price because that came in quite comfortably um, so it's a bit I've sort of stuck with with Argentina throughout the, the Argentina two or more goals has, has sort of served me quite well Cash uh, that every game since since the Saudi Arabia game since the, the Saudi the game so yeah one, two, three, four um, in a row obviously we'll you know we're coming up to Argentina in the next round we'll see see where we feel I mean as uh, you right on cue after you mentioned my McCaffrey receiving yards, Malcolm just got a notification. He's gone in for a touchdown, 27 yard reception. So yeah, you see. good, good start. Um, but yeah, Argentina, um, again, well, it sort of delving into what I was going to say later on when we, when we talk about the next round, really. Um, but I felt they went two 0 up fairly comfortably. Um, and then just didn't seem to want to put put them to bed, which is what the you know where they've sort of been for the last few games. Um, and obviously Australia game, it sort of almost cost them. Uh, you know Australia got back in late on and had a right chance late on to try and equalise, and then exactly the same. So um, you know, despite being two 0 up with twenty minutes to go. Um, suddenly 83 minutes back to 2-1 and exactly the same situation as the Australia game similar sort of timings where the other team suddenly got a little bit of uh, fire in their belly and, and going for it and, I mean I don't know where 10-11 minutes of, of stoppage time came from but um, yeah I mean obviously I was happy a massive pick of mine from the start was, was the Argentina to get to the semi-finals uh, at 6-4 which which was hugely welcome so um yeah, happy with that. I mean, one thing we've got to mention its from that game is the cards, 18 yeah! yellow cards in that game, 18 yellow cards. I mean, <laughs> I was just watching as the game went on, there was four in the first half. Um, I think there was eight in the second half, two in extra time. How many is that? I'm sure there was four. fourteen. I thought yeah. last night in company I thought you said there was well, sixteen. There was, yes. Sixteen yellows and one red. Yeah. There was eighteen in total, but one of them was um one of the coaches. Yeah. Which which tops it up. So one of the coaches got one. Veg horse got one before he even come on the pitch. He, he got one while he was still on the bench. Um and as you said about the the sort of Argentina sort of celebrating in front of them and all this, I have no problem with that because... Netherlands yeah, just were awesome. out on their way through that penalty shootout. Have you ever seen a team get three yellow cards during a penalty shootout? Have never seen I one, didn't... Get one? Three yellow cards in that shootout. Dumfries got one. He never took a penalty, but he got a yellow card. And Lang was the other one. Didn't take a penalty, but based, you know, ended up on a yellow card. There was a couple of times where they had players who weren't involved in the penalty taking process, yeah. but they were right up in the box, like. Given Argy's grief, you know, yeah, there was definitely Uh, stuff going on. Humphreys got sent off after the final, after the penalty shootout. Oh, okay, it was either one, you know, three calls in a penalty shootout tells you there's a bit of shit be going on, like, so yeah, definitely they re bought the saw there. I've no problem. The Argy's sort of milking it, like,
0: no, it was. I watched the, it was weird because I was working. I got everything set up, and then I had a three-hour wait between six and nine to get started. So I was in the Roga Hotel, right down on Roga Beach in Sunderland, and got a nice uh, position in the in the pub to watch the game. Watch the game, and just about to start work when the equaliser went in. It's like, oh for fuck's sake! I'm gonna miss this. So so I then head through, get behind the roulette table, stick the iPlayer on. Uh, and a lot of people watching it, you can see around the room, a lot of lads are gathered around phones and stuff like that. Um, so I missed, I was missing a lot of what you're talking about there, but one bloke came up, sort of, with there was three penalties left with this little fun money voucher, which no one had played yet. He's like, uh, can, I, can I have a game of roulette? I was like, mate, could it be really cheeky and ask you to wait like two minutes when we watch the penalties, me and Harry? And he was like, Yeah, okay. And then literally it was ninety seconds. And then I went and found him. I said, mate, penalties, come on, come and have a game. He was like, nah. And he threw the fun money thing at us. He had a proper strop. He was like, nah, if you don't I'm not playing now, I'm not interested anymore. I was like, Oh, fuck off, you bellend. So that was the end of that. Um yeah, just you just talked about your um, Argentina semi final bet, just to tidy up the, the loose ends there. Uh, so you got back to that page you were level million, didn't it? So that got you yeah. back to yeah, the thing. Um, my um, well thought out bet for once uh, was the Dutch to go out in the quarter final at five to two. Um, they had an easy group. They were likely to have an easier second round game. All of that proved to be correct. In the quarter final, be a big stretch. Um, so I finished bars on one million six hundred twenty five thousand three hundred forty three pounds. Um, so if as kind of we. The whole point of that show was to split up. Maybe if you had ten units, to split up around um, a few things. I finished sort of six and a quarter units. So I get four of the twelve that I gave out um, hit, which isn't a bad return at all. Bars. I've got a couple of golden balls still live, but, um, live slash dead all <laughs> at the same time. So I think that's me done. But yeah, I'll take that. It hasn't been hasn't been all terrible. Um, third up Morocco won Portugal nil. I told you Portugal was shite um, I knew if I stuck by it long enough we'd get them beat absolute rubbish they are mackerel filled losers um, my bets were Morocco to score exactly one goal um, which very very nearly if he hadn't tried to penanker the goalkeeper right at the death Um, He was one-on-one, had all the time in the world. Do you remember when Jacob Murphy tried it at Watford last year? Like when Newcastle hadn't won a game for about five seasons um, and everyone was pulling their hair out. He tried the same thing. Um, So they nearly fucked it up, but actually that was decent. That was plus 150. Uh, First half, no goals. Looked all right on the first 41st minute, but went down under two and a half hit at four to six. And both teams to score missed. So I think a little bit of a little bit of profit courtesy, that plus 150. I think Morocco deserved it. You said they, they executed again. Um, they weren't as defensive this time as they had been against Spain. Maybe Spain keep the ball better. Um, Portugal do give you a bit more um of a of a chance to get forward. And Morocco have been a really, really good story. They've been by far the best story of this World Cup, the, the first African team. Ever to make it into a semi final. Uh, back to DFS Paz. Hit this one, nail on the head. Underdog goalkeeper as captain in a 1-0 win. That's your perfect so That's your uh, that's your Greg's app um five, two, that's your that's your donut and your pasty and your coffee, and your gingerbread man all paid for. Like. Um, so yeah, that that hit nicely. Um I, I won a few quid on that one. And the final thing I've written down here is Ronaldo's a tit. Um, hard-hitting analysis there what did you make of this game
1: Um, I I mean I I enjoyed it I I didn't have any joy out of the betting side of it I got it wrong I thought Portugal would be better but I've always said throughout I've never laid Portugal I can't get on with them at all and I think it is Ronaldo, that is the reason for it. Um, so, yeah, for, I mean, Morocco, very similar to Croatia. They played that perfect game, didn't they? As you say, they did. They, they, they weren't as defensive. Um, they didn't have a lot of the ball, but they did create chances. I mean, the balance of chances, I think, was very similar. Both had three shots on goal, three shots off goal, um, despite the fact Portugal had about seventy or 73%, I think, possession in that game. Um, but Morocco played a perfect game and really... Portugal never troubled them massively, did they? Even you know, chasing the game for such a long period, they um, very, very rarely looked. I, mean, I thought Bruno Fernandes had had a decent game. Probably had the best of the chances um, for them. Um, Ronaldo came on, didn't out. Um, the way he stormed off at the end, I just thought was absolutely shocking. <laughs> like you know, you're yeah, the captain. For a start, you know, you'd normally see a captain going out, putting an arm around some of the younger players, (sighs) have a little bit of, I don't know, shake hands with the Moroccans, you know, massive achievement for them. Like, someone like Ronaldo should be leading by example rather than just storming off the pitch. And It's not captain material, that is it. It's just crap, but but exactly what you'd expect from him, like... So I thought it was a bit pathetic from him Uh, You know you looked sort of 10 minutes after the game had finished And after he'd walked down the tunnel And the rest of the Portugal squad Was still out there Sort of consoling each other Sort of soaking it up Thanking the fans Exactly what you should Should be doing Uh, He was nowhere to be seen He was probably already in his car Back at his hotel 10 minutes after the game Yeah He's a tit But anyway yeah, mm-hmm. confirmed. Of course, cool obviously, yeah, you're right. It is mainly Ronaldo. Fernandez
0: doesn't help, and you. Think, I keep forgetting about Pepe as well. We keep forgetting to mention yeah. Pepe. He <laughs> very much shit shit-house. way through yeah. through that game all the way. I, put, I, I bet him live to get booked, um, with about twenty five minutes left because I thought it was absolutely inevitable, and then he somehow didn't. Um, everyone around him on both teams managed to get booked. But Pepe didn't, like. Um, and the other thing we need to talk about then in this. Um, after this game, we can have a little flex, Baz. Um, I mean, I think you're you're claiming it, you know. I'll let you, I'll let you have this one. Um, is that you we talked about some outrights on our episode last week, and we put up we the one with the royal way here, Baz. We put up yeah. um as the golden glove winner, um that was uh what price was he twenty to one as well? With the both twenties.
1: Yeah, I think you could get 20-1 to one, Liv- uh, Livakovic and yeah. similar price for bon- bon- Yeah, uh, Bono too. Livakovic of
0: Croatia and Bono. Yeah, two if you listen our
1: show last week, we, we we put both of them up there as as real live, live players for the Golden Glove. At the time, Alisson was a short-price favourite. But what would said, both of them had clean sheets in the bag. They both had penalty shootouts already in the, under their belt. um and the theory was exactly that if either of those teams, Croatia or Morocco, scraped a nil nil, got through via a penalty shootout, then that keeper was, was banging the mix for the golden glove. Uh, both of them have done it. They're both now near enough joint favourite, short prices now um, to back either of them. I mean, it's it's not done and dusted. The, the Argentina keeper are still in there. I can't believe that they've had a clean sheet in the tournament. Um, I think even if France go on and win it, I'm, I'm not convinced he would get the Golden Glove. So I think it is probably a three-horse race now. If Argentina go and win it and didn't concede another goal in the tournament or, or went through via penalties or something, that might change things because obviously Martinez has had a good good outcome in that penalty shootout, made a couple yeah. of saves. Um, so he's definitely still alive. I think if Morocco or Croatia either of them make the final, I think the keeper is nailed on to get that golden glove, and even if they don't make the final, I think there's still a real chance they'd get it anyway um, for their exploits earlier in the tournament up to this point. Uh, so yeah, I mean tipping both of them up with two, twenty to one is, is definitely they're not winners yet, um, but you've had some good value if you took them. Hopefully, some did yeah. they'd, they'd look at that. Um, you know, you can sort of cover your back now really by backing Morton, as it. I think Morton, as you get about three to one for. Um, which which basically calls you back if you've got the other two, so yeah, 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 definitely happy with those. You could you could hedge out, um, but that is
0: not part of the uh, SGPN ethos. It's frowned upon um, <laughs> in sports gambling podcast network circles. Um, but yeah, we had a couple of screenshots from people who got got a little bit of twenty to one or sixteen to one uh, about those players. So yeah, we've done all right, bars. we uh, it's not all. It's not all been rubbish. And finally, England won France 2. Football is not coming home, Baz, turns out. Um, really small margins, this. Well, I mean, in fact, a running theme in these four games, I mean, small margins. Brazil, one shot, deflection, penalties. Netherlands, Argentina. Fanny's here either way. Morocco get it done 1-0. England won France 2. I mean, the small margins here. Were a couple of bad decisions in the first half, foul on Saka, possibly, penalty for England, possibly. Um thought so France were better for 15 minutes and then England were better after that. Um, France got a goal. I mean, that really, and, and no point in that England wouldn't get beat. When they equalised, they then looked like the only team that were going to go on and win it. Even France's second goal is lucky. I mean, Jerome's missed that header. It's or headed it kind of off his he's glanced it and it's hit Maguire's shoulder and flew into the net. It's going miles wide like so, I mean and these are absolutely tiny margins. And then he just needed England to make one chance and they got a penalty. And never in a million years did I expect Harry Kane to do that. Uh, I would have said he was very reliable. So a, England went out. I mean, we've said before, not hugely partisan, either of us actually. Um I was disappointed for probably. Four minutes, like, and then life got back to normal pretty quickly. And what I was most disappointed about was the amount of uh, money it cost me. Was um, we started with two? Two was the correct score. This missed penalty, man. So I backed. I I backed. I had like I had eleven pound eighty something on the two two draw, eighteen to one. And you know when you just sort of equalise your balance, so it's down to a round number. So I put the odd, put the odd one eighty seven on. So that cost me well, two hundred and something pounds. I bet the draw outright um, at nine to four. Um, so that cost me another few quid. Uh, both teams to score was my luck. That cashed relatively easily. The over two and a half cashed, and I backed over three and a half as well. Uh, so yeah, the three losing bets that penalty miss cost me. So even though we, I think we handicapped it very, very, very well, Baz. Um, and Harry Kane' missed penalty cost us the absolute jackpot. But yeah, A, how were your bets. And, and B, what did you think of the game?
1: Yeah, so I mean, my my bet again let down by the penalty because I, I backed England to score two or more. No, okay, yeah. Um, disappointing. I mean, I probably took longer than four minutes to get over it. I I did. I, I did get the get the nerves last night. I, I you know shouting and screaming at the telly the whole way through. I mean the first one was annoying. I think it was a stonewall foul on Saka. And whether they did go back and look at it, I don't know. Or whether they decided it was two, four before. I think they said it was 25 seconds be- before in the build-up. You-, you don't want to sit and complain about it. I-, I think we sort of we got beat fair and square. But but very, very unlucky really, as they say I, I thought we were the better side, particularly in the second half. We did look like the side that would go on and win it once Once we got level. And as you say, there's anybody else you want there stood up taking that penalty but Harry Kane. Um, well, I say that, most of us uh, sat here watching it with Helen and Helen was like, I don't like him taking a second penalty. We're she was she, she L-Luko said, L-Luko on to him? was she? She said, I feel like they should have somebody else to take a penalty for the second time. And I was like, you got to let Harry Kane he's, he's the man uh, yeah. but he wasn't on that occasion but I said uh, as, a, as frustrating it was as disappointing as it was I didn't have the same frustrations as I normally have when England go out because normally you can sort of point to things and say you should have done this different should have started him should have played him tactics were too negative blah blah and I think this tournament he's got most of it right and turning to Fransky I don't think there was I didn't really have any arguments with his team selection tactics, the approach, I thought we'd give ourselves every chance of winning the game and we went out fair and square. Just, It's one I could sort of take on the chin without any real real complaints. Um, what I did have afterwards was a bit of a dilemma with myself um, and, and in a couple of WhatsApp groups as to, before the tournament I would have said if, if England go out in the quarterfinals, time time's up for Southgate and I, after the game I thought, I don't know, I think you've probably got to give him. A bit longer. These players seem to like playing for him, don't they? And they've yeah, got a good yeah, that's sort true. Of spirit around the team. Something, some of that England teams never really seem to have. A bit of sort of cohesion from top to bottom. Um, and he has instilled that sort of thing with him, which you know you've got to got to give him praise for. And we have had some fun years in the tournament. site with, you know, it's a quarter final. On paper, it looks looks poor. You've only made the quarters with a really strong team. But people trying to put it down as a failure for England not to get to a final or whatever, you know, only one team can win this World Cup, every World Cup, and every time it comes around, there's five or six teams who are right in the mix for it. So you're losing to the champions, you're losing to potentially the the people who team that win it. It's not it's not a failure to lose to France in a quarterfinal. No, in those Um, situations,
0: like the margins like that as well obviously we've seen Germany, Spain, Belgium even Brazil same state like same stage and that is a game of football that with any amount of look you play that Simmers came around this afternoon you'll enjoy this he said it uh, and you seriously lean it against the bench over there he says I'll tell you what he says you play that game ten times England win three France win three and there'll be one draw I said, all right, so what what about what about the other three games? He said, well, one snowed off. He clearly realised that I rev his ways. But, he, um, but if anything changes, the ref gives one of those decisions. Harry Kane scores it. Maguire's header slips inside the post, doesn't hit the post. Everyone this morning's talking about how good Southgate's done and yeah, that we've yeah. beaten one of the tournament. You, so you just can't be that bloody petty on yeah. like something that's really heads or tails,
1: such a fine margin. Um, There's part of me that does that. Cause this was the dilemma I had. I, I, I changed from where I was beginning the tournament thinking this is his last sort of chance at it. Last night, I thought, no, let him crack on. I think he deserves the, certainly the euros. I mean, his contract takes him up with the euros anyway. Um, you let him have that. but then you do think what what could it would be interesting to see what this team was capable of under a different manager. Yeah, uh, but then the other thing that sort of swings me straight back to Southgate is I don't want England sniffing around Eddie Howe, so <laughs> keep Southgate at England because Eddie Howe's name would be right at the top of the pile. Straight if, swap, if, if they are looking. No, nah, not having it. Uh-huh. Um, what we have said, I think. A they're quite a young squad but B
0: as you've said Southgate's got them playing but they do seem like a likeable bunch we've said this a lot even people like Jack Rees, who like the Newcastle fans he's a bit of a pantomime villain but the way he handled that he came out and apologised with the Almiron thing and um, Saka and Rashford they have a social conscience they talk really well like Declan Rice and when they come out they seem funny Declan Rice is good crap. they do seem like a really nice bunch of people and I think football or footballers have changed as well certainly in the last generation, you know, from when you go back even to the Gaza are sharing him, sort of all that silliness. Things have changed a little bit and uh, Southgate, very much in the mould of Eddie Howe that you've just said, for, for Newcastle, he's got really good characters. Like, we don't appear to have any trouble. We have everyone doing the right thing and people that are easy to root for And this England team is people that are easy to root for. Even like Harry Maguire, you know, again, a bit of a pantomime villain for England fans and for people like us, because he plays for Manchester United, it's easy to laugh at his mistakes and call him square head and all that. Um, but he comes out and he's battled away. He's had a lot of personal stuff. There was all that crap with his sister in Greece and all that. And he's just absolutely tried his bollocks off and played really, really well. Like, um, and even the same with Pickford. As much as it's our job to take the piss, that's our job as Newcastle fans and fans of the rival club that he used to play for and the rival club that he plays for now is to take the pace. You cannot, for a second, knock what he's done at all. Like So there seem to be a nice bunch as well. I just think, um, excuse me, with football, like nothing ever changed by staying the same. And you do have to, um, you have to churn all the time especially in club football if you just sort of sit in your laurels we see a couple of teams that were were struggling with it at the moment like Liverpool is a bit of an example if you don't churn these players over you will just get bypassed and I just worry maybe that's the problem with sticking with Southgate um, whether or not he's adaptable enough to to do something different or if you just keep doing the same thing are you in line for the same result like I don't know yeah that's fair enough Fair enough. All right, Baz, we've been chatting on for 45 of the Queen's Minutes here. We haven't even touched on the uh, main event of the podcast, which is the first semi-final on Tuesday. Um, let's see if I can get the time right. I've got the wrong page up here. I've uh, I've got the Denver Broncos trying to... They've mounted a little bit of a fight back here, Baz, um, but within 13 points. And guess what I've got on the handicap? 12 and a, half. and a half. 12, 12, and, 12 and a half. And a half. <laughs> Wrong way, innit? it? Half a point, the classic half point man. If you don't lose a NFL that by half point on a Sunday, are you even trying? How are you? uh this game is Argentina v Croatia. It is Tuesday at 7 p.m. UK time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Argentina are oh, five to six, uh, minus one twenty. The draw is nine to four, uh, plus two twenty-five. And Croatia are four to one uh, plus four hundred um, to qualify. Um, this would be with the ninety minute prices to qualify. Um, the RGs are two to five minus two fifty, and Croatia are two to one. So
1: I tell you what, Baz, you lead us off. I tell you what. <laughs> okay, you would say that. I, I, right. um, well, I. I've, technologies failed me tonight, Malcolm. I uh, wrote all my notes on a Notepad document on the computer. Oh, you see. And, and at some point during this stream, I've closed that Notepad document, having not saved. So would it, you like me to lead it off? No, no, I'm I'm going to go. It's all up here anyway. So. Is it? Um, Massive think, heed. Um Yeah. Well, you can start us off with the prices because I've lost them now. So if you want to give us the give, headline,
0: I've given them out already. But you're not listening. Yeah,
1: right. That's good. Um, <laughs> right, <Fuck> you, <laughs> I'm going to go. I need a Jotter, Malcolm. Can you deliver me a Jotter? Can you send me a May
0: Jotter? On Jotters on the go. Um, put
1: it on the... Put Jotters. It on the Jotters. Put me a Jotter on expenses there. Eh? Um, yeah, will do. Yes. Argentina favourites here. Um, and I get that. You know, I think, as I said before, I think Argentina have been quite efficient despite not putting teams away um, and, and getting themselves into a little bit of bother late in games. They've... they've for the vast majority of the the knockout games, they've they've looked comfortable. Um, However, this is, this is the biggest test for them. It's I think Croatia are going to be a much harder test than, uh, than the Netherlands were. Um, As you said earlier, Croatia, you, you mentioned the knockout record. I mean, in all tournaments, eight of the last nine knockout fixtures have gone to extra time or penalties. Um I think that's five out of six in the World Cup record recently. Um World Cup penalty record, four wins out of four, so if they go to penalties crack in there. Um earlier I, I think they, they don't look like scoring loads of goals, let's be honest. Um they had nil nil draw against Brazil in ninety minutes, they had a nil nil draw with Belgium in ninety minutes. Um Morocco, nil-nil. The only sort of blemish on that was the uh Canada game, was not they they went and beat yeah, Canada that's right. comfortably 4 1 in that one. So and, and even the other one, Japan was a was a finished draw. So four of the five fixtures so far for a finished ninety minutes to draw. Um they're gonna play exactly the same game as they did against Brazil, aren't they? They're just gonna try and hang out, hang out. And I feel like they can they can do it. I think that midfield battle is going to be key again. So, I mentioned earlier Modric, Brozovic, Kovacic, how, how they sort of controlled that midfield area and, and sort of kept Brazil at bay as a result of that. I think they'll do exactly the same. And Argentina, you're looking at DePaul, Fernandez, and I'm trying to think who the other one is now in that midfield. And I, it's McAllister. Yeah and I, f- I feel like the Croatians can get the better of those three again and and sort of stifle the Argentinians. So, as I've got Argentina outright to win the tournament. I'm I'm fine with that. I find the Argentina prices just too short. Um I can't I can't back Argentina in this. Uh, uh you know the, the one bet I've sort of stuck with with Argentina I mentioned was Argentina over 1.5 goals. It's 6 to 5 in this. Um And it doesn't interest us on this occasion. I just think Croatia are are just a bit too hard to to get by. I mean, even looking beyond the World Cup, they're now unbeaten in 11 games, Croatia. Uh, If you go back further, one defeat in 21 games. And there's some good opponents in there. France failed to beat them twice. Uh, They beat France and picked up a draw with France in the Nations League. Um, You know, they've they've played good opposition, Serbia, Slovakia, Austria, Denmark, France. They're not playing really rubbish teams in the build-up of this World Cup. Really, really solid record against good teams. You know, Belgium in this uh, tournament couldn't get past them. So I'm expecting them to cause Argentina problems and that feeds into things like the draw. Um, I think the draw at 9-4, in 90 minutes was it was a good play uh Croatia had to qualify 2 to 1 i think is worth it yeah. worth a sniff um and if they're going to qualify there's every chance it's exactly the same story all the way through to pens and they'd qualify on pens which would be 9 to 1 um was i'm I'm sort of tittering on the 0-0 5 around 5 to 1 or 1-1 6 to 1 um, so, if you're pinning me down to one bet as me is me main pick for this, I'm I'm going to go with the draw. Um, 90 minutes draw at nine to four. Uh, but there's a lot of those sort of low. I mean, under two and a half is very short, isn't it? I can't remember off the top of my head what it is now. I think it's about four to seven or something, and you can sort of um, understand why under two and a half is it. It's two to one on Vaz one. Yeah. yeah. Minus,
0: minus two hundred.
1: Listen, I mean, I'm I'm rooting for the Aussies. I tip the Aussies to win this tournament from the start. Um, the Aussies, the Orgies, oh Sorry, the. Um, but I, I can't. I, I think this is a really, really tough game, and there's every chance I might get through it. But at the prices, I just think the better value is definitely on Croatia. So if I'm looking for a bet now, individually on this game, the values on the Croatia side. And on things like the draw, uh the nil nil ninety minutes, the potential penalty shootout, it's far better value than, than having to back Argentina in handicaps uh or to score several goals to get into plus money. Um so yeah, that I mean those are those are my thoughts. What what are you thinking? I just think I
0: worry for Croatia this tournament's been a little bit more squeezed together than others. Um and they're quite an old team. And I just worry for them having to go to the well one more time. Um, obviously, Argentina played extra time as well. But I think they've got a few more, uh, they've got more legs in them than Croatia have. Um, I don't see why, Baz. This isn't a very similar game to Argentina v the Netherlands. It's the same game, pretty much, isn't it? It's the Netherlands and Croatia are almost very a great comparison, I would have said. Um, I think I think it's an excellent competition. You're expecting the same level of performance from both, and um, in like how I don't know about Argentina. Let that one slip, we really. like you said, 83rd minute and then 90 whatever minute uh, two root one six foot odd strikers. And my starting point here: I think Argentina can do this, and I think they can do it well. I think Messi's going to tear this one up. Um, I've got Argentina two, Croatia nil. Up at 7-1 um, is my main pick here, which brings in things like both teams to score. No, um, Croatia didn't score 90 minutes last time. They didn't score 90 minutes. All the times that you've just explained, they didn't score 90 minutes, um, which is, I mean, that's short. Um, not a working man's price, minus 164, uh, 11 to 18. The under two and a half, again, is far too short. One to two, minus 200. Um, I think Argentina could get off to a, a quick start here. Um, Argentina half-time, full-time, 2-1. Uh, um, that intrigued me. I think they could go in one nil up. I do think there's potential for them to catch um, Croatia on the break. I think they've just pushed a luck once too often. The legs are going to get tired. They're going to have to go and try and get an equaliser and Argentina can can pick them off, so... Again, good to number. ahead, I'm going to take the same bet as I took in the last round. It didn't win, but I did get paid out on it. Uh, it was Argentina in 90 minutes, which is 5 to 6, minus 183. Um, and as a dog, if I was pushing it a little bit more, Buzz, um, would be Argentina minus 1.5 on the handicap, price of plus 2.45, um, just uh, a shade short of 5 to 2. Um, just because I think they're going go, to go and pick them off at the end because Croatia will have to come out and get them just like they did. And they got it again. They came out and scored a late, very lucky deflected goal with that only shot on target. They can't keep It's unsustainable. Um, they've sustained it for a very, very long time. They've actually not always done it in this fashion. They have actually gone out and beaten teams before and played a little bit better. This time they do just seem to be right in their look a little bit. Um, a little bit like Morocco and they're executing we've talked about the very very fine margins now in this tournament um, Morocco executed again uh, England couldn't execute in certain situations I'm not sure Croatia can do it again this is going to be like the fifth time that they're going to have to get away with this and I'm just not sure so uh, they're my picks Argentina in 90 minutes and take the minus one and a half to, uh, to win this by two goals to nil uh, price of five to two uh, and the correct score it's seven to one. Um, just before we go, Baz, um, I was going to ask you about just the outrights. Now four teams left. Um, the prices are uh, France are eleven to ten uh, plus one ten. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Uh, Argentina are seventeen to ten plus one seventy. Croatia seven and a half to one. Morocco nine to one. Um, you were backing anyone there, so. I mean, are you leaning to Croatia at this point? If Croatia go through, I think France is an easier game than Argentina. So is that eight and a half to one about Croatia, something you're interested in, or would you be looking elsewhere? I
1: had, well, see, I'm on, I'm on Argentina from the start, so I have to stick with that. As I say, in in summary of the, the semi-final, it's not that I don't think Argentina will win necessarily. I just, it's more about the value. Um, it, it really is... The, the the battle of Croatia or the draw, I just think is better value. I think Argentina are short price, they're rightly favourite and they might sneak through. and, and I, I still would have Argentina as my pick for the, the tournament. I just think on the game, the semi-final itself, I, I'm, I'm going with the value, the, the higher prices. Croatia have every chance of, of grinding out the draw. All. So I would still stick with Argentina. I think... I, I haven't been blown away by the French at all. Like I was gonna um, just gonna
0: say, if those four picks, Baz, those
1: four prices. France would be the last one I would choose. Sorry, prices definitely. I, I don't want France at around even money. Uh, that's not to say they won't win it. Um, but I, no, I'd rather, I'd sooner I'd put Argentina, a ten on Go with tens. I, I would. Rather, I would rather be on Argentina or Croatia. Um, I, I think the winner's coming from that side of the draw.
0: Yeah, I think um, that price on Argentina is just again just too big for you. Don't need to go in again if you've already got them. Uh, but if you yeah, didn't I mean, have anyone and you wanted to,
1: especially um, if you, did, you got on them after the first round defeat, as you say, we'd, we'd put them up at, at around ten to one after that Saudi game. Um, yeah, 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 I know. It so was very, good. very tiny price now. I've, you know, I got on at six to one pre-tournament. Um, so yeah, happy with happy with that. I think Argentina is still a real, real chance of team um, it. Um, they're, they're probably the team I want to see win it I think I, I, I've always been a fan of Messi I'd like to see Messi win it just because yeah, it really. puts Ronaldo off even more
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's very true all those bleeding Ronaldo weird Ronaldo accounts on Twitter like yeah, oh god we don't need to get started on that um, 21 unanswered points on the Denver Broncos pass. what's going to happen is I watched this game while it went 27-0 Kansas I've then come in here for an hour sat with you while well, Denver have scored 21. I'm going to go back through there and watch Kansas score another 27. And this will finish 54-21 uh, is what's going to happen. They don't need my eyes on them. I should go and do something else, really. Um, that, I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, has got us to the end of the show. Unless you've got anything you need to tell the people about, us, No, nothing more. I think I've covered all of my uh, my news. Nothing more okay. It is absolutely... Have you, are you a bit snowy down there, son? What's going on? Is it, is it nice and warm it's
1: down south? Very cold, very frosty. Uh, so kids football was all off this weekend, cancelled. Yeah, really, I, I must office. admit, I was
0: over the moon when I got that message about the kids footy being off, because like, I'd had a couple of nights at work. Like I say, I just could not be arsed whatsoever. So I didn't shed any tears. We were supposed to be a weird colour uh which oh, is right up the coast as well, like me, about minus 200 up there. Uh, yeah, so was normally... Delighted.
1: Normally for a frozen pitch, we don't call it off. So the day it's down to me to go around and Yuck. you know stamp on the pitch and say, "I hey, it's, all. it's yeah. Saturday, I just messaged out and said, look, there is no chance. Let's just call it off early and everyone yeah. can have a f- few beers and watch the match and not have to... Yeah,
0: that's the absolute killer of me. that. Man. So, uh, it was good, good, welcome this week. Smashing. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, go and listen to all that stuff I told you to do earlier on. Uh, the fantasy football show, the hockey gambling podcast... Ah, uh, the propcast Moon after the machine uh, gave me one today. Josh Allen, rushing yards, cash is easy. Uh, moon after is the propcast with D Rock off the MLB show. Um, so yeah, go and listen to all of that stuff, man, and uh, give us some five-star reviews on Spotify as well. Uh, we'll be back same time tomorrow to have a look at the Wednesday second semi-final between France and Morocco. So we'll be live on Twitter from 10 p.m. 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um, or where you find your podcasts. Thank you very much, Baz. Um, Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, Good luck with all your bets, everyone. Enjoy the footy on Tuesday. Uh, Until then, we'll see you down the road. Thanks, bye.